Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, my friends. If you are listening in live, happy Monday. I hope you are feeling great. I know I'm feeling so inspired right now and so excited to have this conversation. As always, I want to start by saying thank you so much for spending your time with me here. And if you're new, welcome in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss one of our sessions on different lifestyle development topics. And for today's session, we are talking all about habits. And to get you in the mood, I'm going to start with one of my all-time favorite quotes by the incredible Jim Rohn. He said, success is a few simple decisions practiced every day, while failure is simply a few errors in judgment repeated every day. Mm, I love it. And it's the theme of our conversation today creating the life you want through purposeful habits practiced regularly. And we all have a huge number of pretty ingrained habits. And a habit is just a recurring, often unconscious pattern of behavior that's acquired through frequent and repetitive action. It's also, and I'll get to this, an established disposition of the mind or character. That's a habit as well, basically how you habitually feel. And since we talk all about lifestyle development, this is a really important conversation. Because what is your lifestyle? It's the way you live. It's your system of doing things and the way you live your life. So clearly, we all have habits, and we basically function through them. Some are pretty universal, like most people turn on a light first thing when walking into a dark room, right? Things like that. Some are kind of cultural, like I know in many countries, including the U.S., making your bed first thing in the morning is considered to be a really healthy habit. And of course, some habits we like more than others. We've got some good habits, really simple things like brushing your teeth before getting in bed. You know, that morning walk you take around the neighborhood, putting the dirty dishes directly in the dishwasher, right? Of course, those are good habits. And some, maybe not so good. And that's where I tend to come in for people. I spend a lot of time in my coaching talking through what habits we've created, how to analyze and evaluate those habits, and decide which ones we want to keep and focus on, which ones we want to do more of. But of course, the other end of the spectrum as well. We evaluate some of the habits that have been picked up along the way that maybe aren't so helpful. But instead of shaming and berating those habits, instead what's most helpful to do is to understand where they're coming from, how and why it started, and that's how we make real, meaningful change. I mean, it's the whole nature of holistic health practices, even what I do in medicine when I do nutrition, like what I practice with my patients is we work to find the root of the problem or issue to change the entire system that caused it. 
instead of just treating that symptom, potentially at face value, and then the underlying issue is still under the surface. And that's basically what we're doing if we're only focusing on the outcome of changing something or achieving something, reaching a goal, right? Anything along those lines. And this is what I mean. You can be so busy focusing on just the goal that you lose sight of the systems that get you there. Let's walk through a real life example. Say you have a goal of making $100,000 a year, right? That's a goal we hear a lot. And say you put all of your focus on that. You think of that only all the time. You're really trying to create this in your life, right? Manifest it for yourself, what have you. But in doing so, you neglect to make the system that gets you to step one, right? Gets you to making $8,000 months. And if you aren't able to recreate and repeat that system every month and get another 8,000 and another 8,000, well, then you're going to get to the end of the year and either feel really panicked or like a failure because you didn't get there. Or say you want to change the shape of your body, right? Maybe you are trying to lose or gain something like 50 pounds. Well, I got to break it to you. You're not going to make a 50 pound change in your body without first getting to one pound, five pounds, and then doing that over and over and over again. I hear this phrase all the time. I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but it says, there's only one way to eat an elephant and that's one bite at a time. So my challenge for this session, it's what I'm asking you to consider just for a while. And it might sound really counterintuitive, you know, especially coming from me, but just stick with me here and it'll make sense. Just forget about your goals. Just for a minute. Know them, of course. But instead, put all your focus and all your energy into the systems that get you to those goals. Create a system to get better every day. I used to heavily subscribe to the SMART goals method when I was first in my coaching career for both my patients and myself. And if you haven't heard of SMART goals, it's a system from the 1980s. It started for businesses in management review, and it's for reaching and planning for your goals, right? Strategic planning. And it is a good practice in theory, especially when it comes to business, but we can do better when it comes to us and our lifestyle. I like to think of it more like the base layer, just to get an outline. So if you don't know what SMART goals is, I'll just give you a really quick, simple rundown. It's S for specific, M for measurable, A for attainable, R is for relevant or you know related to the outcome that you want, and T is time-based. So you know written out for SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So here's what this can look like. I'm going to use the $100,000 a year example because I already started it. And again, I think most people understand why you'd want that goal. So say we have someone, we'll call him John, who says, I want to make $100,000 this year. That would make me happy. And that's what I want to do. So, okay, with John's goal, it's measurable, right? You can count money. You can see the bank statements. It is something we can measure. And it is time-based because, yeah, sure, we have a year but there's no other information. Is it attainable? Not sure. Is it specific? Well, not yet. So now we have to get specific to see if it's attainable. To make $100,000 a year, you've got to make about $8,000 a month, right? 
So is that attainable for John? Well, maybe let's see. Well, just for the sake of simple math, and I promise I'm done, say that means he needs to sell four units or four something at $500 every single week, and that'll get him to $2,000 a week. So by the end of this exercise, your statement grows from, I want to make $100,000 this year to, I'm going to change my schedule by XYZ to dedicate at least five hours a day in which I'll make 50 calls. That way I should sell at least four units that are 500 each. I'll do that every week. That way I can make 2000 a week, 8,000 a month, and that'll reach me to my goal of hundred thousand dollars a year. And while this makes sense, again, it does make sense, big picture, and it's a great strategy, especially for business. Man, if you try to apply that to your life, that is going to lead to some burnout, some definite frustration. And for me, people like me with perfectionist fantasy issues, it can turn into things like paralysis by analysis, right? Which, spoiler alert, all of these things can absolutely get in the way of you completing it and getting your goal, getting to your goal of 100,000 because you were so strict and had to be so rigid for such a long time. And the reason you had to was because all of your energy and your focus and your everything went to that end goal. Oh, so I'll be happy when I make 100,000. That actually, like I said, might get in the way of you making your 100,000. And for me personally, there was so much freedom in the realization that my results and honestly, all of our results for myself and the people I coach They almost always have nothing to do with the goals that were set and nearly everything to do with the systems that were followed. So here's my question. And really think about this. If you completely ignored your goals and only focused on the systems, do you think you'd still succeed? Really? Because initially, I know for me, and I can guess for most, It's going to feel like an easy no. How could you succeed if you stopped thinking about or even completely forgot about your goals? Well, I want you to picture these scenarios. I'm coming in hot with the examples today, apparently. Say you were a soccer coach. And of course, the big goal for any soccer coach, any team is to win the championship. But instead of focusing on winning the championship, instead you just focused on what your team does at practice every day getting better and better and improving each player's skills on a consistent basis, setting systems in place to make sure that they can easily practice on their own, you know, create a system for the health of the players, making sure that they're hydrated, they're properly nourished, they're stretching appropriately before and after practice. Or if you are a writer and you wanted nothing more than to write a best-selling book, What if you ignored the idea of being a bestseller just for a moment and instead focus on what makes it easiest for you to get pen to paper every single day to do the things that improve your creativity and really get you writing? Maybe you do your best writing right after you do something that clears your head, like a workout or a meditation or something like that. If instead you spent all of your day reading the New York Times bestseller list, Instead of writing that book or dedicating your time and energy to doing the things that make that make it easiest for you to write your book, don't you think that's going to improve your chances of making it on the list? 
or being so focused so hard on the goal that you try to force the creation. Well, I can guess you're probably going to end up with writer's block, which is clearly a disservice. And here's a concept that I think we all know, but it still shook me when I heard it out loud. Winners and losers still have the same goal. Everybody's competing for gold. Every professional team is in it to win it. But it's only when they implement the system of continuous small improvements that they actually achieve that desired outcome. Let's take it simple. Cleaning your house. Say you want a clean house, right? So you spend your whole day or maybe just even an entire afternoon to tidying up, putting everything away, all the things. But if you don't implement a system to keep it clean, well, you're going to have to dedicate a whole lot of time and energy to basically having a cleanup day all the time. You're left chasing the same outcome because you never changed the system behind it. You only treated the symptom without addressing the cause. Another reason I really want to bring this up is because so many people get stuck in that mindset of, oh, well, I'll be happy then, right? Then I'll be fulfilled when it's done. And as I've said in previous episodes and say all the time, when you do this, you're giving your power to something outside of you. I swear I just want to scream it from the rooftops until I no longer can, but please never, ever, ever get tricked into putting your happiness into something outside of you or put off your joy until something happens, right? Until you're in a different circumstance, because all it is, is a circumstance. Think of a person training for a triathlon, right? Say it was you because you believed that it would make you happy or proud of yourself, right? Are you going to wait until you finish that cross line to be happy, to be proud of yourself, to feel good? Why not be happy and proud of yourself and feel good during training? Why not all of these things right before the race? Are you not happy or good enough when you've completed two thirds of the race? Do you see what I'm getting at here? Because before and after that race, you know, there's only one thing that's changed is now you've run a triathlon. It doesn't change anything else for you. Nothing about achieving that goal changes you in any way, right? It doesn't change your brain chemistry exactly when you step over that finish line. Your life doesn't change at all by crossing that line, by finishing. The only thing that changes is if someone asks, have you run a triathlon? You can say yes. Now, this might sound harsh at first, but there's a point to it, I promise. And there's so much power when you can really grasp it. The number one point is, if you think completing that triathlon or doing the thing will make you happy or good enough, you're in for a rude awakening when you cross the finish line, when you get to that goal. You don't change from a person who is not happy, who thinks they're not good enough, into someone who is and does just because of the circumstance of being a triathlon finisher or not, right? That doesn't change. And we don't want that to be the case, really. That is mentally boxing yourself into an incredibly narrow version of happiness. So what's important is to recognize what actually changes you. And that's the system that you created to become a triathlete. Not being a triathlete, right? And it might sound like the same thing, but it's absolutely not. And the difference is what is crucial here. It was the system that you had to create to become a triathlete 
that changed you, right? The system to keep up with the motivation, determination, or just sheer will to get up and do the work no matter what. The system you created around nourishing your body properly and then actually doing it. The realization of your own bodily power and strength and shocking yourself by pushing past limits that you previously thought you had. The lifestyle you created to achieve the goal you wanted is the key here. It's not the goal that changes you. It's the system that you created to get there is what changes you. And that's the most important part. By focusing your attention and energy on systems, fine-tuning and refining them, and adjusting them to your needs and your wants, you can create a system that is actually enjoyable to you, that you can be proud of and feel accomplished in as you are doing so. Not getting burnt out and going through that yo-yo of emotions that comes with outdated styles of thinking that were so laser-focused on that goal, right? That created that narrative of, I will be happy when. I will be fulfilled when. When you use a system and actually enjoy the system, you create that lifestyle. It allows you to get to the success that you want or that version of you or that version of success that you want, the end goal, however you want to get there. Whatever makes most sense in your current reality. Loving the process instead of only the end product gives you permission to be happy and enjoy the ride. And of course, I know I've given a lot of examples. I'm trying to keep this general because this information is so important to anyone. But if you need more individualized help or guidance on a one-on-one basis, that's exactly what I'm here for. You can see on my website, www.purposefullifestyledevelopment.com, I have my current and popular coaching packages and sessions, but if you need something else or have a question, you can email me directly at info at purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. Mm